Welcome to Alpha and Omega Ministries International. This ministry is committed to bringing apostolic alignment and restoration of the values and principles of the Kingdom of God to the body of Christ. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by the Word of God. Amen. Thank you. Thanks, Michael. Now, we will continue on the theme that we have uh, started last week. We've launched a new series of teachings since last Sunday entitled The Anointing Within. The Anointing of the Holy Spirit Within the Believer. And today we're going to do part two and continue on the same theme. So we're going to look at and read once again our two foundational scriptures taken from 1 John chapter 2, verse 20, and 1 John chapter 2, verse 27. 1 John 2.20 and 1 John 2.27. Okay, are we there? Uh, sorry? 1 John 2.20 and 1 John 2.27 We are teaching on the anointing within. But you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. Then verse 27 of the same chapter, But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true, and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. If you recall, last Sunday I related to you how I came to teach on this subject as the Spirit of the Lord guided and directed me to do so. I'm going to remind you of what the Spirit of God said to me when he pointed me to this subject. He said that the Word of God which we read, study, or hear, must become alive in us by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The Word must be quickened so that the letter becomes spirit and life. Jesus said that the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. The Word is spirit food. Quickened by the Spirit, we are being fed, nurtured, comforted, directed, instructed, corrected. Whatever we need in life, it's in the Word of God. But it takes the Spirit or the anointing within the believer to open up that Word to us, to make it life and light to us, and minister it to us at any given time according to the need that we may have at a particular time. For instance, if we are in need of comfort, 
the Spirit will direct us to the portion of Scripture that is applicable to us and will minister that word to our situation and comfort us. If we are in a spiritual battle, the Spirit will direct us once again to the Word and quicken that Word and empower and strengthen us in our hour of need. So, as we've discussed last week, it is, pr it is vitally important that the knowledge of the Word we have must be equal to the knowledge of the Spirit we have. Too much Word without the Spirit we dry up. Too much spirit without the word, we blow up. But when we have the word and the spirit working together in us and through us, we grow up. Always remember that. So it is important that we understand the work and the ministry of the anointing within when it comes to the word of God. We also, the Lord also said that I must teach his people to learn to recognize, honor, and obey the anointing of the Spirit within them, because it is the Spirit that makes the word life and light to us. If at any time we continue to grieve the Spirit within us, he will withdraw to such an extent where the word becomes dry and lifeless. In that case, we need to come before the Lord, examine our hearts, repent of those things that grieve the Spirit. The Word of God is very specific about not grieving the Spirit. When we harbor things in our hearts which is not in accordance with the word, bitterness, unforgiveness, anger, malice, a critical spirit, um, speaking words of doubt and unbelief. All of these things grieve the spirit. When the spirit is grieved, he begins to withdraw. And when he does withdraw, he no longer functions as he should, fulfilling the work that he has been assigned to do in the believer. That is why the Word of God says that we must walk circumspectly before God. In all lowliness and meekness, the Word of God says, Let him who steals, steal no more, but work with his hands. Lie, do not lie to one another. All of these things, if you read Ephesians chapter 4 and 5, why don't we go there at this point in time and look at Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to get my Bible. Give me a moment, please. Go to Ephesians chapter 4. Or let me find it from, from my iPad. Ephesians chapter 4, and I'll give you the verses right now. A beginning with verse 26. 
beginning with verse 26, Ephesians 4.26. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Verse 26. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Verse 29. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. And it continues and on, on chapter 5 and instructs the believers to walk in love. There are additional instructions there to the New Testament believer of how we should conduct ourselves so that we live and walk circumspectly before the Lord. All of these things that we just read grieve the Spirit of God. Then, therefore, we need to walk in the fear of the Lord, knowing that Christ and His anointing is within us. Remember, the word Christ means the Anointed One and His anointing. Amen. He lives within you. He is in you. Every moment of the day, even when you are alone, He's there. So we need to be God-inside-minded and walk circumspectly so that we do not grieve the Spirit of God within us, so that He can do His work according to what He was assigned to do. Jesus said, when He comes, that is the Spirit, He will guide you into all truth. He will take the things that are mine, Jesus said, and He will communicate them or impart them to you. And that is the function or the work of the Spirit within the believer. None of us can come to a place of revelation knowledge or come to a place of spiritual maturity without the ministry and the work of the Holy Spirit within us. We need to understand that. He is our life source. He is the one that has been sent in the place of Jesus. He said, I will give you another comforter. He calls him the comforter. Another translation calls him helper. That he will be with you and in you all the days of our lives. Now, when we do sin or when we do grieve him, he does not leave us. He will never leave us nor forsake us, but he is grieved. And when he's grieved, he withdraws. 
only genuine and true repentance will revitalize us and will bring from the presence of the Spirit a refreshing. The moment you know that you say something wrong, or the moment you know that you've done something wrong, immediately stop, confess, put it under the blood, and ask the Lord to forgive you. Amen? So, seeing that the Lord directed me to teach on this particular subject, I believe that we will be doing a series of teachings on the value and the ministry of the anointing within the born-again believer. Not only does the anointing brings the word to life in us or quickens that word, but, the, but Jesus said that same anointing, just as we've read the foundational scriptures of our lesson, teaches us concerning all things. Do you really believe that? We need, we need to ask ourselves, do we really believe that? That the anointing within will teach you, the believer, concerning everything, all things that you need to know to live a, a supernatural overcoming life in your walk with the Lord. I mean, that's... We need, to, we need to take that word by faith. And when we, when we are confused, when we don't know what to do, all we have to do is be still and look to the one who lives within you. Say, Holy Spirit, thank you that your anointing lives within me. I trust that anointing within to rise up big within me to give direction to my spirit and illumination to my mind and show me what I need to do. And when we do that in humble faith, the spirit will rise up within us and will illuminate either portions of scripture or will give us some form of direction or answer to our questions. And we need to learn how to do this. Because if we continue running to men, we will become dependent always on other people. On other people to pray for us, depend on other people to do our believing for us, our fighting for us. And there comes a time in every believer's life where you need to fight your own battles. You need to walk on your own faith and on your own two spiritual feet. Amen? so that you can be self-sufficient, but not sufficient in yourself, but in the grace that God has placed within us, so that we can take care of other people. Ministry is all about people, is all about other people. Ministry is about helping, encouraging, equipping, and ministering to people. But if we are always in need for someone to minister to us, we won't have any time to minister to others. Jesus said, as I have done unto you, so do you unto others. Hello? Are you there? So the anointing within, the spirit within, 
He is the living, the tangible presence of the Lord Jesus within the believer, ever, ever more comforting us, equipping us, guiding us, strengthening us, and ministering to our every need. That's why He's there. That is His ministry. And we need to release Him through our faith to do the work that He's come to do. I believe that He is the one true friend we have in this ungodly world that will never disappoint us and will never let us down. Amen. Now, men, men will let you down. Pastors will let you down. Leaders will let you down because we're human. But He will never disappoint you and He will never let you down. He is the one true friend we can always rely. I recall many years ago, during my difficult years when I came to the faith, I endured severe persecution, both from within my own family, within my wife's family, as well as from the outsiders. And I was the only believer in the family. I had to stand alone for many months and and a couple of years before my wife joined me in the faith. And I recall the persecution was so severe, and I remember those days I grew the most, because in my difficult days of trial and testing, all I could do was go into my prayer closet, bow my knees to the Father, open the Bible, and call, cry out to God to help me and to strengthen me in my hour of need. And I can tell you testimony after testimony where he would take certain scriptures from the book of Isaiah, from the book of Jeremiah, from the book of Luke, from Matthew, from John. The Spirit would take those scriptures and quicken them to my spirit and apply them to my need so that I was strengthened, I was encouraged, and I would come out of my prayer closet a renewed person. In fact, my wife knew me so much that when I came from, from, our, from our store, when we closed it and I was frustrated and I was, I was upset about something, she would always say to me, Andrea, please go upstairs. We don't want you here when you are in this mood. And I would go and spend half an hour with the Lord and come down a totally changed person. This was the work of the Spirit. And the Spirit is within us, applying the Word to us in our hour of need, in our hour of temptation, in our hour of confusion. I mean, the Word would become alive and would speak. And that's what the Spirit does. He makes the Word, the written Word of God, speak to you. In fact, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 20 says, My son, attend to my word, incline your ears to my sayings. What that tells me is that we, when we attend to the Word of God, the Word becomes sayings. Living sayings because the Spirit breathes in them. And every believer needs to know that, and every believer needs to be a participator or a partaker of that. 
Amen. Now, the more we know the anointing within us, and the more intimate we are with His ways, the more fruitful our lives will be in the Lord. Amen? So, it is important that we are not just taught by men. Thank God for men of God, which the Father has anointed and set within the church to teach us. I occupy one of those ministries. I'm a teacher of the Word. I'm an equipper of the believer. Thank God for them. But it's not enough that we are just taught by men, no matter how anointed they are. But we also need to be taught directly by the anointing of the Spirit within us. We need to learn to go directly to the Lord, first with our problems, our questions, and whatever else we might need at any given time. I mean, that's how we forge a relationship with the Lord. You cannot build a relationship with a person you do not communicate with. Amen? So we learn to communicate with the Lord. We learn to pray and open our hearts to the Lord. We relate to Him what we're going through, even though He knows. And we ask and petition Him to minister to us in our time of need. Are you with me? We must come to the place as disciples of the Lord, where we are ministered to directly by the anointing of the Spirit, as well as being ministered to by the anointed men and women of God, which He has anointed and set in the church to teach us. Now, when I say that, that doesn't mean that we don't need any teachers. Don't misunderstand me. You know, we need to learn to go to the Lord directly, but also to make sure that we are hearing right and being taught and guided by the anointing within, we should always check and confirm with our spiritual oversight, especially in the beginning when we are learning to be led and guided by the Spirit. Let me give you an example. When you have to make decisions, that those decisions have a major impact on you and your family. You could say, Pastor, I've been talking to the Lord about this situation. Whatever situation you might be talking to the Lord about. The impression I'm receiving from the anointing within is such and such and such. And I'm bringing it to you for your discernment. Can you confirm? What does your heart say? Your shepherd will know because he should know you. He should know where you are spiritually. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. A stranger they will not follow because they do not know the voice of strangers. If we, and we learn to do this, we will walk in the safety of our spiritual oversight and covering as well. Amen? But we have to learn to receive teaching and direction directly from the anointing of the Spirit within. Now the psalmist said in Psalm 57 and verse 2, and this is confirming what I'm just teaching you right now. 
He said in Psalm 57 verse 2, I will cry out to God most high, to God who performs all things for me. Notice what he said. The psalmist said, I'm going to cry out to God most high, to my God who performs all things for me. Amen? Amen. What do you need? Comfort. Go to the Lord and look for Him to comfort you. Now, there is no better comforter than the Lord. He, In fact, He's called the Spirit of Comfort. Do you need guidance and wisdom? Talk to the Lord about your need. Learn to be led by the Spirit within. Amen? Amen. In fact, in Isaiah 54 verse 13, the Word of God promises the following, All your spiritual children shall be disciples, they shall be taught by the Lord, and obedient to His will. That's the Amplified Translation. And great shall be the peace and the undisturbed composure of your children. I am believing God that my spiritual children, all of them, shall be directly taught by the Lord Himself. That's where, that's where I'm exercising my faith. I want you to learn to receive teaching, direction, comfort, strength, wisdom, guidance directly from the Lord. Because the anointing within you is, is, has been sent by the Lord as your inheritance to teach you all of these things. Amen? Are you still with me? Now, as I said in my own personal journey with the Lord over a period of 41 years now, the anointing of the Holy Spirit within and His ministry in my life, my own personal journey with the Lord, has been invaluable and beyond words to describe. It is through the anointing that the Word many times, as I've mentioned to you, comforted me, encouraged me, directed me, empowered me, and commissioned me. And He will do the same for you. If you, if you will believe Him to do that. Amen? The psalmist said the following, one, Go to Psalms 119, verse 105. The book of Psalms 119, verse 105. Are you there? It says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The word is a lamp and the word is a light. 
When the Spirit illuminates the Word and quickens it to you, it becomes a lamp to your feet and you see exactly where you're going. And it becomes a light to your path as you walk with the Lord. Now for me, personally speaking, these two things, prayer and the ministry of the Word ministered to me by the anointing of the Spirit has been my secret of continuing steadfast with the Lord for all these years. No turning back, continuing on this journey of faith in an ever stronger capacity of courage, obedience to the truth and faith. These two things. The Word ministered to me by the Spirit and prayer. And it will do the same for you. You can be in the middle of the jungle or the middle of the desert. Amen? Amen. And the Spirit will sustain you through the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to thank God for this precious anointing which remains and abides within us all the days of our lives. In fact, Jesus spoke of him before his death to the disciples. And what we need to understand, when Jesus went back to the Father, he left the earth, he left the disciples, he didn't just leave us a book behind. Amen? He didn't just leave us a book to study and learn about him. But he sent the anointing of his spirit to live and abide with us in order to guide us into the book. Amen? Let's, let's read what Jesus said to the disciples, some of the words that he gave them before he left them. John's Gospel 14, verse 16 through to 18. John 14, 16, 17, and 18. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. Then in John 14 and verse 26, the same chapter, he said to them, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I say to you. The same words that the Apostle John said to us, in 1 John 2:27 the same things Jesus said to the disciples just a few hours before he left them he promised that he would not leave them orphans but he would pray and ask the father to send them or give them another helper in his place now the only difference would be that this new helper the anointing within the spirit within would not be beside them as Jesus was when he walked in the flesh, but he will be in them. In other words, 
they would have someone far better than Jesus walking in the flesh beside them. Now the disciples could never understand that at the time. They couldn't receive it. I mean, they how could it be? How can this be something better? I mean, we have you here with us. We come to you with our problems, with our needs, with our requests. We see you, we touch you, we feel you, we dine with you, we walk with you, we get tired. With How can you give us something better than what we have now? They couldn't understand it at that time. Only when the Spirit came, then they understood that what they had in the Spirit was far better than what they had with Jesus in the flesh. Now, for three and a half years, the disciples walked by sight as Jesus walked beside them in the flesh. You know that. Now, they ate with him, they walked with him, they discussed things, they could see him, they could touch him. Now, after his resurrection, and the subsequent sending of the Holy Spirit whom He promised, the disciples were asked to walk by faith in someone who would live in them, but were unable to see Him, touch Him, and sense Him in the flesh. You see, there was a transition that took place. And this transition took them to a higher level. And that's why the disciples today, we are asked to walk by faith and not by sight or feeling. Are you there? We must learn to discern, recognize, understand the language of the Spirit and the moving of the Spirit within, which is in the Spirit, not in the flesh, rather than trusting in our feelings emotions or our physical sight and that's when the disciples which they changed from walking by sight to start walking by faith jesus said that this is far better than what they had while he was with them in the flesh when he was in the flesh he would only be at one place at a time he couldn't be in many places at the same time but in this new dispensation of the Spirit, He would be everywhere at the same time in every disciple of every generation. That is fantastic news. Amen. You know, some, some, some believers, they say, Oh, I wish I was alive when Jesus walked the earth. Well, Jesus said, we have something better now. Do you really believe that? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, Paul confirms that. Look at 2 Corinthians 5.16. Paul the Apostle confirms that. 2 Corinthians 5.16. We have something far better than those who walked with Jesus in the flesh. That is why Jesus said, it is expedient for you that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the Comforter will not come to you. 
But if I go, I will send him to you. Now, you found 2 Corinthians 5.16? Raise your hand if you're there. Okay. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Do you see that? Do you see that? Paul says from now on, from when? After the resurrection, we know no one according to the flesh. We must know people after the Spirit. Of what manner of spirit are they? If they are believers, they belong to the family of Christ. If they are unbelievers, they belong to the family of Satan. Whether they black or white or yellow or Greek or Hebrew or slaves or free, no matter what nationality, what culture, what language, they either in one family or the other family. So he says, we know no one anymore according to the flesh. The flesh profits nothing. It is the spirit that gives life. What manner of spirit are we? Even though we have known Christ after the flesh, Paul says, now we know him no more after the flesh. We must know him as he is right now, the risen, glorified Lord of lords and King of kings. And he's coming back as the conquering king, not as a humble servant anymore, as the Lion of Judah. And he will judge the nations of the earth. And we will judge them together with him. Amen. So, you know, it's so sad when... when believers still trying to communicate with the Lord today in the flesh... They're looking for some signs in the natural world or some physical evidence to confirm that, that, that they heard from the Lord. But you know what? The Bible says that the God is the God of this world, of the sense world. We should not look or endeavor to listen or hear the Lord in the natural. He doesn't speak so you can hear him with his ears. He speaks within your spirit. Amen. So you can't communicate with him in the natural. And trying to hear something in the physical realm. The Lord is a spirit. And he communicates with us spirit to spirit. He lives within your spirit. And we must learn and train our spirits. And learn to listen to them. Amen. Praise the Lord. I don't want to give you too much. But I think you've heard enough today in our lesson, enough to, you know, in every, in every subject we study, it's not enough for me to teach you. You're going to have to learn that what you are taught, you take it in your own private time and you do your own research and your own study.
you you read the verses you meditate on these on these words you study them your in your own time you meditate on them you go over them again and again and again because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god every subject and and if we're going to learn to recognize the move or the work of the anointing of the spirit within we're going to have to practice we're going to have to study what the word says about it until we digest that word and the spirit makes it life and light to us Amen. you know nothing comes easy and 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 jesus said the measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. Little study, little knowledge. Much study, much virtue and knowledge coming back. It takes work. The Bible says, uh, Paul said to Timothy, study to show yourself approved to God. It doesn't just fall on you like ripe cherries off of a tree. I wish it did sometimes, but it doesn't work that way. Hello? I hear, Pastor. I'm here. The anointing within. So take the words, the scriptures that we read, and while we are on this subject, study this same subject in your own private time. Don't go study something else. And ask the Lord to minister it to you and speak to you concerning this. When you meditate in the word, the spirit will speak and will open up that word to you. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word and for the anointing of your spirit within us. We love and appreciate you, Lord for not leaving us on our own. And when you left the earth, you didn't leave us just a book. You left us the presence of your spirit within. And we appreciate and value that precious anointing within us today, and we want to thank you for giving him to us. Forgive us for grieving him, and many times without even realizing it for the words we have spoken that grieved him, for the walk that we have walked outside of your love that grieved the Spirit, we repent today and ask you to forgive us of every word, every idle word, every deed that is done outside of love. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you will rise up big within each and every one of us. Give us illumination, revelation, understanding, and open up the mysteries of the kingdom of God to us as we take the time to study, to listen, and meditate in your word. We appreciate you and we thank you for guiding us and leading us into all truth. We believe that as you have said in your word, that the anointing which we have received abides in us, and we know we know, Lord, all things because the greater one lives within us. We thank you and we bless you.
In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources and more information about this ministry, come and visit us at www.alphaomegaint.org.za.